Frida Wallace. Hello. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Well, it's been a very eventful week as ever. Well, two yes. weeks because we've been away, we, haven't we? Yeah, we've we've been... missed a couple, haven't we? We've yeah, missed we a couple to... of, I think we've missed one Thursday and one Sunday. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Because... But yeah, we've been busy doing stuff. Because of my work schedule and generally falling off the edge of reason, uh, we've not been able to do anything. But uh, welcome to Gender Nebulous number 33. And yeah, so I was like this week, last week, I suppose, what have I been doing? Well, well, I've been invited by the, I want to talk about this because it's a big deal. I've been invited by the LGBT Foundation to do something for international women's day and women's history week yes so i'll be joining us next week isn't it next wednesday yeah Yeah. so naturally when i posted this (laughs) there'll be posts like oh why are trans women being involved in international women's day they're not women it's like they're taking women's spaces like no it's uh it's for the lgbt foundation so they're naturally there's there's a clue in the title yeah so I've been planning for that and I'm doing, um, it's part of a festival called Sugar and Spice, which is like all over Manchester, different venues and it's platforming creative women, creative trans women, creative non-binaries and generally a celebration of, you know, inclusivity, creativity. And we've got uh, on Friday, there's an event at home, the Art Centre which is like an open mic poetry event, which I might be able to get to as well. So I've been planning Good. for that. So what are you going to talk about on Wednesday? Have you decided yet? Have you? Well, the thing I the thing I want to discuss really. So is it a panel where you make a little speech first, or is it just a, like a Q and A? No, no, panel? I, do, I think it's like a Q and A panel, and well, there'll be there'll be like an introduction to each person. Mm. I'm talking about the thing I want to talk about. It's going to be interesting to see how they introduce you. <laughs> <laughs> well it's to do with no work offense. really and uh and and coming out at work and and how trans people kind of navigate work situations that's what i want to talk about yeah i should be interested i'm going to be there i've got my ticket mm. they're free by the way you can get them from uh event is it eventbrite eventbrite if you go on my so you can Twitter. get tickets to attend in person and, and you can also get the information for attending uh, online, can't you? Yeah, so it's it's my pinned tweet on my Twitter profile. So oh, you've got like, it, okay. So Miss Frida Wallace on Twitter. So you can find it there. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to and uh, generally making a nuisance of myself. <laughs> really? What have you been doing? <laughs> it's not like you, Frida. No, well, I've been uh, fraternising with um, Lily, Lily, Lily Rose who's going to come on the podcast, hopefully. You do yeah, a recording. we've got that and... lined up for midweek, haven't we? Yeah, so, yeah, well, that'd be interesting. And also I interviewed Sarah Jane Baker, which was interesting. And you put that onto your... Yeah, I put uh, that Yeah, I put that on my own Your YouTube page. channel? Yeah, yeah. For editorial reasons. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. So what I have, have you been up to? I have watched it. Mm. What have you been up to? Um... Well, I mean, I watched I watched your video. It was it was. I mean, it's interesting. Um, yeah, we need some heavy heavy editing, I think, to put it on this channel. But well, the thing with Sarah is she's very 
uh, she, she she talks openly and she'll mention people and you know it's like the main thing about no, that the is, reason I say that is because it talks a lot of a lot of names are mentioned yeah you know, so yeah I'm gonna have to probably yeah but, but but the reason I wanted to talk to Sarah is because she because because there was a lot of talk about trans prisoners and the prison system and safeguard and stuff so I wanted I thought it was interesting to talk to somebody that had a an inside knowledge yeah. of that. Yeah. One of the interesting things she brought up, she's been in male prisons and then went to female prisons. Mm-hmm. And she said that a lot of the violence she experienced was in the female side of things, no, no less or more than the male. And one of the complaints, or well, I suppose it's a complaint, I don't know where you call it a complaint, but there were women in those prisons that had tried to, Sarah, knowing she was trans, had tried to approach her to get them, you know, pregnant. And I was thinking, gosh, I'd never, I would never have thought of that, you know, like that, because, because in that, in that world, that's a way to get out of prison. You know, it's a way to get a lean and more uh, charitable view of your case. You know, if you, if you seem to be a mother. So that was part of that conversation. And also it wasn't just, I didn't just want to dwell on the fact that Sarah had been in the prison system. I wanted to talk about her activism and she's an artist and she's a creative person. So I wanted to talk her as a a whole person, not just a one dimensional headline like the Daily Mail tries to, because obviously. she's trying to become an MP, isn't she? Yeah. I mean, I I, I, I think that's part of her activism. And I I don't know how realistic that would be, but it's it's part of her getting her voice out there. And we know we're working. She's fully aware of how the media works. Let's put it that way. So so she's not naive in any sense. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and I also wanted to mention about um, you know the the cabaret. Against what is it? Is it the gender clinic that we're trying to close down? In uh, oh, the um, yeah, well, I think the actually, I've got it's one of the things we were going to talk about. I've got the yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've been I've been following um, so it's cabaret against the hate speech, they're doing yeah, but... a, they're doing a protest, um, Saturday, the 11th of March, outside the Sandyford Clinic in Glasgow, meeting up at 10 a.m., yeah, starting gonna... from 11 till 12, and this this is to. Counter protest the um an organization called the Scottish Family Party who have yeah. said they're going to brick up the Sandyford Clinic and bring your bricks. Well, so the, I'm, a well, bit, I'm a bit concerned about that statement, but well let's not joke about this because the Scottish no. Family Party, they're not about families. No, they're, just, they're not really they're, about families or Scotland to be they honest. They are they are just a network of right wingers. Yeah. So um, Cabaret Against the Hate Speech are we and is the is the anti protest against the scottish family party and i've I've been enjoying if you're gonna go be safe yeah i've been enjoying beth who's i think she's pickled beer yeah beth's organized that i believe and um she has a a twitch page and stuff so i've been following that it's quite funny because she just like reviews she does a little bit what we do would you go to that if you if you were free next week I would, but I'm. Yeah, I, would, I, I, but I wouldn't be able I'm to get afraid. there, but I definitely would support that. But I, I am a bit worried about what's been said about bricks. But I, I like, I like the way the um, the cabaret do their protests. I like yeah. the way they kind yeah, of because, use music and dance. Well, that's a good way of doing it because it's it is, a very good way of doing it. Because because it's not a bunch of people 
who were stood against another bunch of people. It's a bunch. No, of it's a it's a non-violent way of doing it, and it's it's noisy and it's loud and it's fun and it's it's kind of you know you look at these happy people singing and dancing compared to the other miseries. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah and the, and the public response to that because which side of that barrier would you rather be on? Would you exactly. rather? Would you rather be with the colour and the dancing and the freedom and the expression? Or would you rather be on the other side with a bunch of, like, cagoule-wearing, you know... <laughs> Nothing wrong with cagoules, but yes, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not advocating for the abolition of cagoules. What I'm saying is, you know, <laughs> if you're going to stand with it's somebody... You're starting a new campaign here, Frida. Well, if, like, where would children naturally gravitate to? Yeah, you exactly. know no, that's where you, that's where your thought process has to be. So yeah. so anyway, so yeah, so that was the you know I I, I think it's all positive because I've always I've been trying to think of positive ways to protest and yeah, I'm know. all for protesting as long as it's done positively. That's my that's my thing. But sometimes you have to start the riot. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be. Yeah, I'm probably not going to be starting riots, but I'm I'm definitely going to be protesting in a positive way. I'm definitely up for a riot, but you know yeah, as long yeah. as it's. As long as as long as everybody's protected from flying debris, <laughs> I'm like one of those people, you know, smash everything up. Right, okay, I'm sorry, but we had to do that. <laughs> He's going to pay for it, Frida. You? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're more on the sort of. Um, what's I like called? I like the way I like the way Cabaret doing their protest. I like the way Peter Tatchell does his. Because it's very direct and kind of makes a really a really clear point, and he normally gets a lot of abuse for it, but he gets his message across. I think that's you know it's like the how effective is your um, activism? That, that's the, that's the thing I need. To, we need to have a conversation about at some point on one of our yeah. Thursday nights. Uh, I did what I also so I want to talk about that in terms of mm. you know there's all these different types of um, activists and mm. activism that we can do, but how effective are they? Mm. And you know what do we think we should be doing based See, on my... the current situation? So I'm um, mm. I'm all for I'm all for doing things some something to protest and you know because if you don't protest, no one's ever going to hear the message. I mean mm. I was watching something this week that Greta. You know Greta uh, is it Thum, Thumberg? Thumberg, yeah. I had to say her last name Thumberg. Um, and she was talking about how she um, protests, and she made a really good point. Like, say, if you do nothing, uh, no one's going to hear the message, and that mm. and nothing will change. Mm. So you you've got to do something. Um, well, there's a balance, isn't there? So it's about it's about what you do and how effective mm. it is. Yeah, yeah. So, so like my activism, I feel is like a creative activism. So, like, I can go in a room of people and do some poetry or spoken word, yeah. but I know there's an audience subscribing to that space. So, even though that 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 you could say it's not like a protest because people are there. No, I mean the people you're preaching to the choir, aren't you, in those events? Because the people but, who are but, there but, know what they spent. But sometimes that's empowering because it, you connect with people and people talk to you afterwards, and you say, "Can we meet later?" And you meet people. Yeah. You you create a network that way. It's good for networking, but, definitely. But, but when I've when I've uh, actually the reason I spoke about um, Beth. Pickle B because I, I I was talking to her about going on GB News and that was kind of my that's my activism as well but but there was I went on GB News last week to talk about um this idea of trans 
women in prisons and they were trying to conflate that with also an, a wider subject about women's spaces and um obviously it, the gb news is just not you know it's like going into the burr pit isn't it it's like yeah, you're going into the lion's den it's walking into the fire but so yeah. I'm, I'm fully prepared that i'm going to get criticism but I'm, what annoyed me and what upset me about it and what i talked to beth about is they didn't criticize me on my opinion they didn't criticize me on the things i had to say they criticized me on the way i looked and and that oh i look like a man you're talking about all the gb news yeah comments on twitter afterwards yeah so so yeah. sometimes i feel like am i doing the right thing well that i mean you have to remember that the people commenting on a gb news twitter post are probably gb news audience and mm. i suspect a lot of them think the same way as you know a lot of those guests that mm. come on there um yeah well, well you're not yeah, going to get you're not going to get positive yeah but Twitter i do it responses, but I, because because i want to get in the way of that conversation and mm. and, and 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 if there's nobody there to challenge no, but you, it, i think i think when you do gb news you have to be aware that you that there's a potential to be used by that news organization yeah. to oh, yeah. get their kind of point across because what they do right at the end of those the clash that you that you went on they do a little survey and every time the survey comes back you know mm. 99% support the person that you're up against and mm. 2 or 3% support you and, yeah. and that's that's going to happen every time because well I've had yeah because but of I the did... people watching and the way mm. the whole thing's set up and, well, yeah, I did. You know, they. I don't think they really care what the topic is or who the guests are, as long as they can do the survey, mm. and that feeds into their kind of mm. overall messaging. You know, well, you, so you, in a way, you're kind of feeding the monster. Well, I did. I do know. But that, you but, also but, get but, your but, voice across, so it's, it, it's. You know, there's a balance somewhere. I do it because I like to challenge people and then use that for my purposes. So I'll I'll take that video and I'll show other people that and. Because it exposes the, you know, it exposes the lie that these people try and tell themselves. Because they they always stand on the idea we're standing for women, we're 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 feminists. They, like the Scottish Feminist Network, they got it's nothing to do with feminism. It's to do with if they were just honest, if they were to come on and say, look, we don't like trans people, and this is why, I'd have more respect for that. I wouldn't agree with it, but I'd have more yeah. respect. For, I'd have the more other thing with GB News is that there's only about twenty people watching. <laughs> you know, mm. I'm sure that when they put the clip on Twitter, more people see the clip on Twitter than actually watch it live. I'm pretty sure that's true. And yeah. and, and and another thing is, I I've like some one of the comments was, oh um, oh look that you know ninety ninety percent of people agree with the the person I was arguing with, but it's like I don't judge my opinion on how many people agree with it because if we all did that. We'd all just have a, a one-dimensional... Yeah, but, yeah, what I'm saying, though, is that they use that survey result as a way to reinforce what they're saying. You know, oh, yeah. look at our survey. Our survey oh, says, yeah, but, but yeah, your survey is 100% people who support you anyway. But I think, on a, I don't know. I, th I don't know if it's idealistic of me, but I think on a longer timeline, when we look back on this, it's start, like when we, when we look back on this period, I'd like to think, we think, we think oh my God, that was horrible. You know, I, I don't want to be in a situation in the future where they win. I want to be in the way of that conversation. So in the future, I can look back on that and go, I was right. And then more people have come along to our 
but because we don't yeah. opt in, we don't opt. Well, in. I mean, we, it's yeah, it's one, it's one form of um, we, activism going on there, doing that. But, I'm, all, know, I'm always going to. We, we need to yeah. have that conversation around mm. effectivity of what we do. Yeah, right. So, so I think we should get on to, get on to that, the news. That, that was a long intro. That was a long intro. I, was, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think because we've no, not, it's, we've not, we, yeah, we've not spoken for a couple of we weeks haven't. properly. Have I we? think so, we're getting it off our. Yeah. So, mind, so, so the first topic. So let's, that, let me just set up the uh, the screen here. There we go. Well, with the um, first topic is part is partly about what I was saying. It's about Dominic Raab, isn't it? And, it is indeed. And this side, this this is what was leading in from the GRA in Scotland. The gender. Uh, do we call it the GRR or the GRR? GRR. I'm not, GRR. Gender, rec- gender recognition gender, reforms. There's, there's so many acronyms in this podcast; it's unbelievable. But we'll we'll explain GRR, gender recognition reform, based on the GRA, which is Gender Recognition Act. Yes. So, so what's happened is since Nicola Sturgeon was pretty much forced out, I believe, because of this bill, Dominic Raab and his little WhatsApp group of Tory ministers have decided that, well, we are going to make a statement now about banning all female, uh, all, all trans women from female prisons. But this is not, this is not in compassion with women. This is not in compassion with female prisoners. This is all about the fact that the media has an appetite for this exclusionary policy against trans women. But now you can argue that there is a case for keeping violent, men as they see them out of women's way i would accept that but this isn't the motivation and it's what i talked on gb news about the motivation for this policy is purely based on the reaction of the press and the well i wouldn't even say it's a public reaction it's a lobby group led policy but it's a, i would call it a media reaction rather than public so do you think do you think this is because, because I think well, it's let's just... just let's just read a bit of the article. I mean, the the, the headline is, as you can see there, mm. trans trans women convicted of violence banned from women's prisons by Tory Minister Dominic Rapp. And then, if we go into the a little bit more of it, it's like trans women with a history of violence will will be barred from female prisons. Tory Minister Dominic Rapp has announced the government's new policy will come into effect on Monday, the twenty seventh of February, after the Ministry of Justice announced amendments in January. It will prevent trans women who have been convicted of sexual violence or who have male genitalia from entering women's prisons. So, mm. I mean, that's that's the point that I find disturbing, where they're saying they're going to apply this to all trans women, whether they've, you know, been convicted of violence or sexual offences mm. or not. And, you know, and this, this yeah. thing about the male genitalia you know if if a trans woman still has male genitalia and they're not violent they've not committed you know crimes of sexual violence um why would you exclude them mm. well this is this is you know, a... th- those people can and are safely housed in women's prisons currently mm. you know if anybody in a prison you know in a woman's prison or any other prison you know, there, there are ways within that prison to segregate anybody who's being violent. And that could be, you know, trans or cis women in a women's prison could could be violent. Mm. You know, it's it's not specifically one or the other. And I'm sure there's cases of both. But 
one thing you know there's, there's ways thing... inside that prison to segregate those those individuals yeah. Yeah, so yeah. there's no there's no real That's reason right. to do what they're doing yeah you know, even even with the ones who who've been you know convicted of violent or sexual violent offenses we we know they could that... still be housed in a female mm. prison in a mm. safe way if done properly yeah but we know that this this policy is is not going to help cis women this policy is not going to help female this policy is only going no. to harm trans women trans people in prisons right yeah, so you're now putting so, those trans women who've not done violent crime into the male prison yeah, and you don't yeah. care what's going it's, to happen to them it's a, it's a reduction of human rights basically yeah. and and these people want to see this not just in prisons the petition that mayor forstars and helen joyce are currently promoting and trying to get a thousand signatures for is is exactly this but in 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 the public domain outside of prison they don't want trans women to have autonomy they don't want trans women to have rights to say i you know like, like workplaces toilets are the, the the subjects of toilets prisons and sports are the instances they always use because they their instances where they can argue sex matters your biological reality matters but all they do in reality is is reduce the rights of 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 trans women and don't protect any women whatsoever there are no women protected by any of these policies yeah just just to kind of put some perspective on it you know the the article goes on to say there were six transgender women in female establishments as of november 2022 so we're talking about six individuals mm. all this fuss mm. that's been and in they, the press and, is, and, is around six people yeah, and 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 the reason it's it's such a fuss in the press is because the political careers can be decided upon it. That's why people like Laura Koonsberg and 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 other political players, I, I'd say journalists, but journalists journalists and political influencer is a very nebulous thing now. So so what they do, they know that they last politicians stupid questions like can a can a, a woman have a penis and the reason they're asking those kind of questions is because they they know they're putting they're creating uh, a narrative there that can that can create a uh, a story the, the story is created by asking the question and and you see this with Piers Morgan the way he always asks about no matter who the guest is he'll ask them their opinion on trans people yeah. Because they know that that that's a, that will get traction, yeah. and and it, that it feels like government is led by a lobby group and focus group and put a Twitter reach. You know, Twitter is so powerful in in making and breaking careers that that you know that that the people that work behind the scenes, this, what they used to call the spin doctors, that have now become the online influencers. That that's their job now. It's not to it's not to lob, lobby, you know, like in the old fashioned way where you would sign a petition and take it to government. They will put they will lobby and use their influence on social media, and they're 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 heavily boosted. And we know like the history of you know you know the algorithmic things, and they talk about algorithms as if there's some dark force created by. The computers themselves. No, there are people programming 
There are people behind the scenes of that. Cambridge Analytica was definitely one of them. And we know that this happens. So it's like the government is led by almost its own algorithm. You know what I mean? Like the, the, if something is trending on Twitter, that becomes the story rather than the actual policy. Um, yeah. So well, I, I think I, that, I, you know, I mean that Cambridge Analytica. I'm, I'm I'm convinced there's a there's other analyticas out there doing yeah other hit jobs on certain but I mean Dom, Dominic Raab he's got like the cold dead eyes of a third Reich executioner it's like he's like <laughs> who trusts uh, him said that I didn't okay oh, um God. next story it's um yeah I mean it's it's kind of this is you know more to do with politics than anything else I think um Brianna story <clears throat> home secretary swella braveman to offer support after killing a trans girl now i think we spoke about this on a previous episode mm. we did after where, the, it wasn't yeah, long after the it was after the, the vigil wasn't it yeah where we uh, were talking about you know rishi sunak could um use the wrong name in parliament was it prime minister's question time i think yeah he called her rihanna called her rihanna instead of brianna um and then announced that um, Swella Braveman was going to go to Warrington to offer support to the community. Mm. Now, I can't imagine mm. anybody worse to send, you know, to that area after an mm. event like that mm. than Swella Braveman. I mean, can you imagine the trans people in that community seeing Swella Braveman show up? I mean, I mean it's just it's so inappropriate. But it but it's so blind minded. It it's, it's like it's like. But but Rishi doesn't. I don't think Rishi even is on. It's not on his radar. This, you know. The, but he just so you know, j just answers the questions in question time with such such blasé responses. Mm. Oh yeah, sorry, Rihanna, and yeah, we're going to send Suella Braveman. It's like, do you actually understand anything, Rishi? Mm. <laughs> but I but I but Frankly out of touch. Yeah, I mean, it's it's impossible for us to divorce the story of Brianna from the incremental rise in trans hostility in the media. Cause, cause even you could argue, yeah, it would have happened anyway. Kids get bullied and this was so random. Okay. Maybe there's a, but the, the fact that this happened in the backdrop of the most transphobic government that we've probably ever seen mm. that are promoting people to go on the media and basically say, you know, trans women are a threat, and that I think that filters down, and and it's really hard not to see what you know. So, so our Braverman has no, she 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 has she's totally led by this uh, anti wokery bullshit. You know, she's it's 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 pathetic, really. I just I don't, I just whenever I see her, I just I coil. I just yeah. I know there's I mean, nothing. This is, this is what I'm thinking. I can't think of an individual. Who's probably more disliked than Suella Braveman? And it would it'd be totally it'd be totally transparent you know, that they didn't show up just, at an event like that. You know, I I think if 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 anything, I mean, I I was thinking, you know, like the good if there's anything good could there's a positive outcome from this experience. It's like that it brought a lot of people together and and in focused 
because there were a lot of journalists writing about Brianna that didn't really cover trans issues before, and they do, they do recognise that there is a there is now I, I've noticed like people are criticising J.K. Rowling more, and people are criticising certain journalists more now, and um, I think that's off the back of this, and um, but it takes a while, it takes a long time to to have an effect. So it's because the the like the story of of uh, Brianna, it's it's like almost it, it's like a Greek tragedy in a way. It's like it's um you know she she was innocent. She was a young girl. If this was like a, a cis girl, you know, would, would the story be different? You know, would would we would the government be doing more to to protect? Because there's a story about. I can't remember her name now, sadly. I'm really annoyed because on this this morning on um, Laura Koonsberg, they were talking about online bullying. And there was a girl that killed herself because of it. And I think these stories are similar because it's a story, it's a story of bullying, whether she was trans or not. Yeah, was that the one where they were interviewing her mother? Yeah, and she yeah. was crying. She was always in tears yeah. on the telly. And I think, imagine, you know... This this is this this is the online world we've created, and some and some people have to be made accountable, because you can't have free speech without accountability, and you can't have uh, kids on the internet and you know without education as well about the internet and about what will influence you, and that's kind but, of like yeah, but I mean the, you know the government. The, the send, they say they're sending Suella Raven. I'm, st I'm still pretty emotional about well, what are the, I've not I've, I've still not heard any body from the government make any mm. like, statements on this. Um, has anybody mm. announced that? Has there been any I'm, inquiries? I'm, I'm, I'm still announced? I'm, you know what, what what's yeah. the, what is the government doing about this problem? Well, Sod all. all. See, the, see the thing is they don't recognise that a lot of trans people. See see, Brianna was rare in the fact she was out as trans at sixteen. She was open about it on social media. A lot of people are in the closet, right? So they'll they put themselves. They'll they'll hide away. They might hide the fact they're trans from the family. They might be secretive about that, and it puts them in danger. And I know that firsthand because of something that happened to me recently. But if you're not, if people can't be honest and open about who they are, they will hide it from the parents. They will hide it from authorities, and that puts them in more dangerous situations. Yeah. And they create these online identities, and they create these TikTok spaces, and they get that. Sometimes that is the only place that they feel welcome. Because in the family environment, in the immediate school environment, they're made to feel like an outcast. So then people complain, oh, TikTok's making our kids trans. Well, TikTok's probably the only place they can go to feel happy, you know what I mean? So, you know, that's something I, I would, you know. I think one of the things I want to do at the LGBT Foundation is look into making the internet safer. Yeah, I mean, that's an important part of it. I mean, it's not. It's not just making it safer. It's, you know, what what can we do as a community around issues like this? Mm. You know, that, that happened to Brianna. Yeah, I'm still really. I don't. I mean, I've not fully processed it. I'm. St I'm mm. still trying to understand what what is what is it that we need to do. 
Yeah, it's it's a it's, it's a grim situation. I just think the government don't care. Yeah, enough. some help from the government would be nice. But but we get nothing. We get we get these horrible people like Lee Anderson popping up and that, them being publicised yeah. because you know why publicise them? I mean, the, this next story is no better, really. Um, it's not in this country, but oh, this gosh, is yeah. this was, I think this is from Australia, New South Wales. Mm. So a student who killed a sex worker after finding out she was trans found mm. not guilty of murder. Mm. So this was a Colombian student who, who killed a sex worker when he discovered she was trans, has been found not guilty of murder. Hector mm. Enrique Valencia killed 69-year-old Kimberly McRae by pressing a lamp cord against her neck before leaving a lifeless body inside her apartment in, I think it's yeah. QG. New South mm. Wales in January. I mean, how, how, how is that not man? I mean, I, who? I, I, I don't. Well, this was say... this was January twenty twenty. So, I mean, this was the trial. Right. Um, the students, twenty three years old, had gone to McRae's home. You know, paying for sex, and then <laughs> after getting naked and receiving sexual services for about five to ten minutes, Valencia became suspicious about McRae's gender and told the court. He told the court during his trial. Well, this is this is a story about sex work, isn't it? And how yeah. people don't don't take seriously the, you know. I mean, I, I, this is a a case. I'm not sure how how the judge came to this conclusion, but I, it's like it's a pattern we see, like trans people turn into sex work because, like in certain cultures, they're just not accepted in an ordinary working environments. It's like, but no, but had that not, not been a trans sex worker. I believe this individual would have been yeah, um, possibly. convicted of murder. Well, I mean, there are lots of there are lots of cis women sex workers, and they're just this thing goes by, back to by the... saying by saying they're not guilty. They're they're saying that it's okay to kill trans sex workers. Yeah, yeah, because you know, okay, oh, they're trans. Okay, it's okay to murder them. Yeah, that's, that's the... the message that comes from this for me. Mm. You know, if a judge is finding someone not guilty of murder because they discover that someone's trans. Yeah. I mean, what kind of message is that sending? Well, this is like the problem I have with people like Julie Bindle. I know there's laws in the States around this. I I didn't realise it was the same in Australia. Julie Bindle's always constantly anti-sex work and stuff like that. You're never going to stop people wanting to to exchange money for sex. That's just something, because we're living, it's the purest form of capitalism. It's the purest form of making money. Like, you know, it's so, so what do we do? We we legalise it. And we make it safe because, like, it goes back to what I was saying about trans girls who are, who are young and they, they lie about where they go. And if you if you're a sex worker, you're probably lying or you're probably hiding in the shadows because you don't want certain people to know what you're doing. And it creates this this dangerous situation where you put yourself into unknown situations, right? I know, like, um. Most sex workers, like, like I, can't, I know sex workers, and it's like fine. It's like pretty much decriminalized now, isn't it? And in most, I'd say in this country, if you're an escort or you're, but it's like they always they always pose these stories. It, it, the, it was the fault of the the woman because she yeah. was a prostitute or she was a sex. That is not the that is not the reason she was. Do you know what I mean? She was, you know, it's that, it's it's that systemic misogyny. But I mean, this is this is definitely a murder. The guy killed her with the cord of a lamp, you know. Mm. So I mean, there's no question that he killed her. 
mm. but it's kind of diminished to something less than murder mm. because he discovers that she's trans. I mean, what you know, what so other what characteristics saying... can people discover? And then it, okay, it's not murder because of that characteristic. I mean, it's just ridiculous situation that a judge can find someone mm. not guilty of murder when it clearly is murder. You know, mm. it's, I just don't, I don't get it. Well, the whoever that judge is, you know, that they should be looked into because I mean, I don't, I, these, these cases, like we talk about like trans murders and stuff like that. And I've, I've heard people say, you know, oh, they don't count because they were sex workers or it doesn't matter because they're putting themselves in danger. It's like, no. So what the, what the judge they, is saying here is that, um, Justice, I think, uh, Yehaya, I think it is, uh, stated the Crown prosecution had not proven beyond a reasonable doubt that Valencia intended to either kill or cause serious harm to McGray, meaning he could not be found guilty on the murder charge. No. Strangling someone with a a lamp cord, yeah, probably is murder. I'd say so. Yep. So, (laughs) I mean, it's just, these cases, they they're not they're not uncommon, are they? You know they're what not. I mean. That and if you if you look around the world and and, and it's not if this is not just a trans. I know this is the trans girl in this story, but it happens to women all the time. Mm-hmm. And then people will say it's victim blaming, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. And um, what what one step to remedy it is to legalize sex work and make that those people supported and respected in society because you know they might they... well i mean yeah operating in a safe a safe environment mm. but um i mean every, anyway. every 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 industry is an exploitation industry in capitalism to some great or lesser degree Do you know so so like i said it's the purest form of capitalism yeah, but me. you and I are probably not going to get murdered when we go to work, you know. Exactly. But the reason that, that there is that extra risk is because everything is kind of linked to crime because if you create a criminal if you create a criminal class by saying you're what you're doing is criminal, then criminal gangs who are also involved in other like say drugs, trafficking or um sec- uh, modern slavery they all play into each other because they're all sort of it's it's like you can't be open about what you're doing so you'll be you you you're easily manipulated mm-hmm. and that's why a lot of women get manipulated and then because they'll be told oh, if you don't if you don't do this you don't do that you'll be exposed and you know yeah. that could be a that could that could lead to um this kind of situation but Yes, so um, what was this about Peter Tatchell? Yeah, next one is Peter Tatchell on his brutal 1983 bid to become Britain's first out gay MP like living through war. I mean, the reason this kind of got my attention was, you know, he was, at that time, he was trying to become the first uh, gay man to be elected in Parliament. Mm. Um, This is in 83. Mm. And if if you look through this article, there's so many you know, kind of similar things to what's going on today with, you know, trans people trying to become MPs. Yeah. You know, some of the some of the kind of images and posters he used to have, he had one called is a picture of himself. Give the Tories nine. Actually, I'll just, I'll just let me just move this into the screen and you can see what I'm talking about. 
So here, here's the one of the headlines. Just resize that slightly. So yeah, give the Tories nightmares. Vote Peter Thatcher or Labour. Um, you see, uh, and Peter... then there's another one here. Thatcher or Labour. Homes, not offices, freeze all rents, reopen St. Olives. Mm. I'm not sure what that reference is. See, Peter's, Peter Tatchell's been an activist for a long time now. And um, he's kind of a mainstay, isn't he? So, and I do appreciate what he does. But I do recognise he has some blind spots. Um, well, this this, this is the one, this, interest, this one I'm showing on the screen now. It was about My Fight for the Gays by Red Pete. I mean, left-wing parliamentary candidate Peter Tatchell, disowned by Labour leader Michael Foote, talked yesterday about his controversial links with the gay rights movement. Mm. Yeah, yeah, this is this is from a newspaper, The Sun, um, Saturday, December the fifth, nineteen eighty-one. So you know, it just shows what he went through at that time. We're we're still going through it today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I was thinking about what you know, where Eddie Izzard was running for. Sheffield and things like that. There's yeah. a certain there's a certain kind of performative element in there about running for office, you know, running for um to be an MP. And and I think I think what one of the things about Peter Tatchell was what also drives him is his kind of singular mindedness. I don't think he'd ever be a a, a party political player because he's He's like an island to unto himself, you know. He's not. He's 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 like. He, oh, I don't know. I I because because I, I, I did message him and I messed. I wanted to talk to him about some of the crap he was saying about because he he kind of leaned he kind of leaned into the idea that um, about the prisons debate about saying women you know need to be protected from you know trans people who may be violent and but he's not seeing the fact that that's that story only exists to harm trans people it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't do anything for women in prisons like we've said earlier and he didn't recognize that and i think that's what annoys some trans people it's like the, he he doesn't understand the trans he, he doesn't he's like those people that always apologize for jk rowling because they don't understand where she's coming from they don't understand the mechanism of the argument and the people that she promotes so so when he goes on to the news and he and he, he he kind of like he, he he appears too moderate because he isn't fighting the corner yeah i mean i can understand him not fully understanding all the nuances of the arguments i i understand that i mean he's a gay man he's not trans so but, but I it's think, not. I it's... think you. I think what he does do, though, he does. The work he does is very um, mm. effective. You know, as yeah. we were talking about before, like yeah. you know, what kind of um, yeah. activism works. His does. You know, it's very effective. He's very. I'm a bit. You know, he's very active, but I understand why sometimes he gets criticised. You know, mm. when we're talking about trans issues. Yeah. But despite that. I still think he does a good, you know, he's one of the good guys, I think. Yeah, he's, I mean, overall, I'd say, you know, he's, he's, he's got his, he's earned the, he's earned the yeah. right to have a voice, but, but it's a bit annoying when he, when you hear him sometimes, um, misstep and, and play into 
the arguments that are yeah. kind of false. That that that's because he's. But don't you think we're suffering from this quite a lot in the trans community at the moment? There's a lot of fracture lines. I've noticed that there's a lot of kind of little groups here and there disagreeing with each other. There's a lot of fracture lines between, mm. you know, various different points of view within the trans community. Well, it's um, being trans doesn't necessarily. We're give not homogenous. We doesn't necessarily give you the right political. No. To, to like. To me, it's like... like always... I mean, if you if you were to look at non-trans issues, you know, there's, you're always going to see a difference between young and old mm. because attitudes are just different. Mm. You know, you'll see differences between different political backgrounds and opinions. I mean, the trans community is no different, really, is it? It shouldn't be. You'd still, no. you, you would still see the same things. Yeah, but you've always got to listen to people. Like if, it, like when I've when I've been on things and then I've got a bit of criticism, I don't double down on it. I just say, yeah, I understand what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. I can, I I appreciate what you're saying, and um, I'll take it on board. Right. If the problem is when people are criticised and then they double down and they, yeah, they try to pretend it isn't an issue because yeah. there are certain people you've got to accept. I deeper into the. Um, what's the phrase? You know, like the rabbit hole, maybe or whatever it is. Like the the politics of it are, are, are nuanced, and the intersectionality of mm. different groups, yeah, will 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 clash. Yeah, it's, but it's, I'm, I'm 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 seeing it more at the moment. I don't know if I don't know if you're noticing it as well, but it seems to be more. There seems to be more fracture lines mm. than there was, let's say, two years ago. But we should never, we should never be in a situation where we all agree or completely. No, I'm not saying we should agree. I'm just saying I've, always... seen, I've seen an increase in the disagreeing because and it's the infighting. Not... There's been right. an increase. I don't think of criticism as a negative. I think of it as somebody telling me, unless as long as they're not abusive. <laughs> but yeah. if somebody's if somebody's critical, it means they're thinking about what I'm saying. Yeah, no, that's good. That's a good thing. They're yeah. thinking about what I'm saying and not just nodding along. Because if you have people that just nod along, you'd never learn in yourself, are you? So you need you need those people at the side to say, hang on a minute, you forgot about this. And this is... Yeah, they, no, that's, if they, that's good. If they've got a legitimate reason for, for grabbing you back a little bit, I think that's good, you know, because you learn... But, you know, just, just to tie into that conversation we need to have around activism and the effectivity of it yeah. you know we i think we need to talk about these these fracture lines and what causes them and why why we see yeah. them along certain issues i think it depends on your motivation as an activist like if like i'm i'm motivated like somebody might do something that you know mm. other people think oh god that's really shocking i couldn't do that myself mm. yeah because it's it's gone beyond your kind of level of i don't know risk or whatever it is that stops you from going there I'm motivated by getting in the way of the conversation. That's it. Like if I if I see some a narrative, I I hear a story being repeated in the media, I I will I will look at that and I will find the where, when, why, and who of it. And that's the, that's my motivation. Yeah. And, and so and, I mean, just getting back to Peter, I think his I think his motivation's in the right place. Yeah, I he's think a good what guy. What he does I mean, is good, mm. but he may he may have been off with a couple of things here and there. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think um, overall, I'd say I'd rather. Overall, have... I give him, I give him an eight out of ten. <laughs> if he listens to the I criticism, I mean, just to read some of the article as to what he was going through, um, 
the police refused to give him any kind of protection. Instead, Thatcher was forced to fear and fend for himself. I boarded up my flat, sealed the letterbox, installed a rope ladder so I could escape through the back bedroom window and abseiled down the side of the block of flats. Mm. At night, I slept the fire extinguisher next to my bed. Mm. At the end, following a brutal campaign, uh, Thatcher won just 7,698 votes compared to Hughes' 17,000. Uh, it remains the largest by-election swing in British history. Uh, Chris Smith went on to become the first gay MP to come out of their mm. of their own volition in 1984. Yeah. So you know, I mean, what what he went through then, I think we're going through now. Mm. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, the the thing with the, when we get called trans rights activists, it's like a pejorative. You know, mm. it's like oh, you, you're irrational. You, you're you you you're um insane almost because you, you but what all, all trans rights activists do is point out the lies in in a story really yeah. i know there are probably people out there that go to protest and like to you know kick up a fuss and upset people but that's good you know i'm all for that and uh peter's i mean i oh yeah like i said I've criticised him, but I think on balance, I think I'm glad that he's there. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. So this um, next one is a bit of a strange one. Mm. So this is um, ambulance crew refused to work with lesbian paramedic mm. after she was forcibly outed. Now this is this is a story um, that's come from somebody who worked for West Yorkshire Metropolitan Ambulance Service, which sounds like the YMCA, but it's the YMAS. Y, y, oh, so sorry, W-Y-M-A-S. Yeah. <laughs> so a, a former par- paramedic said her treatment, uh, sorry, her teammates wouldn't get into the back of an ambulance with her after, she'd out, after she was outed without consent. Whilst working at West Yorkshire Metropolitan Ambulance Service, Medical official Jackie Bell said her same-sex relationships was outed by a male colleague. Mm. Um, Bell reportedly met her partner while working for the paramedic service and began dating her after coming to terms with her own sexuality. The two tried to keep the relationship under wraps but were forced to come out to other colleagues after one of their team members shared details without the consent. And then apparently she'd, she'd moved over to um, working for... Northwest Ambulance Service and had a completely mm. different experience. Well, that, yeah, I mean, I, I, the thing with this story is I can't imagine, like, because I work for the ambulance service and mm. I, we, we are very supportive and open, you know, we give out information about, because the union, Unison, and through the LGBT Foundation, we work very closely with the ambulance and police. And so I find it really weird that, this has happened. Yeah, it's very strange. I, w- I was shocked when I read it. I thought, really? In this day and age? That's still happening? Yeah. I would just hope that she's... So, in a statement, Yorkshire Ambulance Service said it was committed to creating accessible and inclusive environments for its employees. But I, I've, I've been in situations where, like, my confidentiality... Because people gossip and they talk, and, and a lot of people... I'm pretty open about being trans, right? So so I'll talk about it to people. And I, if I'm working with somebody 
I work with a lot of new people. And I, one of the things I always say right off the top of the day is, I don't know if you know about me, but, and, and I talk about it because I don't want it, because I don't want it to be the elephant in the room. You know, I don't, I'd, I'd rather have that conversation and make it part of, I don't do it in a, in a negative way. I just do it in a really casual kind of chatty way. But I've I've had people tell other colleagues that I'm trans and before they've worked with me. And I've and I've without your and permission. And they've said to me, Oh yeah, I heard about you and and I was like, Oh, you told you about me. And so it's that, like, that's been done without your permission, I think. Yeah, so they, even though even though you're out and Yeah. yeah. But they they don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that. Because I'm open about it. Well, I don't I don't think a lot of people understand this thing about outing somebody without the permission. I think they just think it's just okay to say it because you're out. Mm. You know, the thing thing about being trans is a lot of the time you have to you have to you have to keep coming out mm. again and again and again. You know, because you know, I can imagine if I move jobs, if I change jobs and I move to a different team or a different company, I'd have to go through the same thing again. I'd have to explain to them. I'd well, have to tell them. I mean, you shouldn't have to. But mm. some idiot's going to start asking questions, maybe, or they're well, going to notice something about me. Well, I think it, I think I think with with this story, I mean, I, it, this is why it made me like, what's going on here? Because I mean, it's like, a bit close to home for you, this story. What right? what has it got to do with anybody? What they do in the private life, anyway? Well, nothing. And if and, nothing. and if and if, they, if they're bullying this person, this is this is a story about kind of workplace bullying, really. It is. It is. Yeah. So like like some I think the difference with being trans is like you could be a gay man or a lesbian and never tell anyone and just get but if you're out as trans and you look you you're gonna you look different don't you you look you know people notice things about you and I think that's why it's different because like I noticed when I first started going back to work when I came out I was seeing people that used to know me you know previously so I had to have that conversation with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of difficult for some people, and I'm and, I, and I'm I'm empathetic to that kind of, you know, that not everyone is is accommodating to change, but it's not trans people's work, it's not lesbian or gay people's work to make no, straight straight so. or cis people feel comfortable. No, absolutely not. But 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 you, but I do also accept that if I'm in a situation with somebody. Um, they they kind of like um, it's almost like they're they're po politely curious. So I will I will be receptive to that as long as it's as long as it's good faith. You know, if somebody's asking yeah, me, yeah, I mean, it all depends how it's done. But I'm a bit I, I'm a bit I like to sort of diffuse that situation. But I don't I don't know. I mean, that this late this les lesbian is but you know refusing, Mrs. refusing to refusing to work with them. I mean, that's, that's yeah, yeah. That, I don't know. That, they should be disciplined for that. Should definitely, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, are we going to get onto chocolate now? Chocolate, yeah. <laughs> it's time for chocolate. It's definitely time for chocolate. Um, this was a funny one. This is stupid. <laughs> Hershey's chocolate. I mean, Hershey's chocolate. I have to say, he's not my favourite chocolate. No, it tastes like soap. <laughs> I'm not sure it tastes like soap, but it's not. It wouldn't be my first choice in chocolate. I don't know if it's a, is it Canadian or American. I'm not sure, but it's never. Are you sure, it's they do those little like Hershey kisses, those little tiny mm. like drops of chocolate, don't they? So anyway, yeah, uh, and it's it's never it's not quite the same as you know. I prefer dark chocolate. Anyway, that aside, um, 
Hershey's featured a trans woman in an advert, and right-wing snowflakes are threatening to boycott. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it, it, I, I think with the way these marketing things are done, right, they know, they. I think there's an element of um, preemptive kind of outrage because they 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 know that when this it's social media they're playing into the far right and I know I don't even know it's a far right it's just a kind of reactionary nonsense that Twitter or tw- whatever yeah. kind of encourages. Well, this is related to International Women's Day because it you know far right yeah. groups are calling for the boycott of chocolate company Hershey's over its International Women's Day campaign advert that mm. features a trans woman. So that's there's the problem. You know the yeah, yeah. trans woman in the International Women's Day campaign, but exactly. Um, but but it's it's all to me. It's like oh, it's, it's nothing to do with chocolate, really. Exactly, it's nothing to do with being trans either. It's just it's just an advertising campaign, but it's a good thing because it winds up the right people. You know, yeah. oh it's yeah, like absolutely. A, tra- a trans woman stealing all the chocolate now. Is that what it is? Yeah. So various anti-LGBTQ plus pundits are once again yelling into the void after a Canadian campaign for the annual celebration of women's rights included trans and feminist activist Faye Johnson. Mm. The advert showed Faye Johnson along with several other women displaying newly designed um, International Women's Day wrappers with some featuring the colours colour scheme of the trans flag. <sighs> yeah. Which, obviously the chocolates come out well i mean i, I i'm definitely interested in getting older one of these chocolate bars oh yeah I, wanna, I definitely want to get her one. her she i like, well, I I like i'm not sure I like available the in the uk i think this is in canada i like the play on words the her yeah. she her she yeah so it's a, very, it's a very clever kind it of is. thing i'm not sure uh, why what what the history around Hershey's is spelt S H E Y, but they've changed it to Hershey S H. Sorry, S E. It's a very old company, yeah. S H E. Been yeah. going since. It is a long old company, yeah. And um, yeah. So it's like it's like it's winding up the right people, but they think that they also will say, "Oh, it's because uh, it's chocolate." It. I've seen I've seen the Twitter kind of arguments. Yeah, well, oh, the, the Twitter they, backlash has been all around woken. You know, propaganda, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It plays into all that nonsense, doesn't it? Yeah. But it, the, the, um, the, the, the trans woman, what's she called? Faye Johnston, Johnston, is yeah. it? Yeah. She's like, you know, good on her, you know, because like she's put herself out there and, you know, she made a bit of money out of it. And <laughs> I'd do it. We'd get loads of free chocolate. Free chocolate for life, yeah. But like I said, Hershey's not the best chocolate. We know it's that. Not, no, I think it's something to do with the milk content. Yeah, I think it has a lot of milk in it, and I don't really like overly milky chocolate. Mm. Remember, did you remember the M and M's thing recently? Oh yeah, Another see chocolate again. Yeah, because they don't want trans women associated with anything sweet and 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 palatable. Anyway, so don't anybody out there, please do not boycott Hershey's. Go buy the chocolate. Give them yeah. some support. I want to market my own brand of sort of. So I mean, they they just talk about some other boycotts here. There was if you one were, about if you were if you were going to market M&S, there was an M and S boycott. There was a Tampax boycott. There was a Peppa Pig boycott. Yeah, you know all these boycotts all because of trans stuff. It's just madness. But if you were going to put your name to a product, like say if somebody was 
<laughs> advertising. I don't know. What would you... Because you've got Hershey's. So I was thinking, you know, what other products could... Uh, you could play on words with trans people. <laughs> or non-binary. No. Well, I'm open I, to I'll free gin a... if anybody wants to give me some gin. Mm. There's some... Um... We're open to suggestions, you know, if yeah. anybody wants to comment on yeah. on the video. <laughs> we've had uh, we've had some quite heavy topics there. It's nice to end on something sweet. Yeah, well, the last thing was the thing we were already talking about. It was the the cabaret against the hate speech. Oh yeah, March that's uh, protest that's coming up. Yeah, March eleventh. Um. In Glasgow, yeah. Well, they they're going to be massively outnumbered, aren't they? Of the, the 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 right wingers. Because I hope they're the, all eating Hershey chocolate and they're doing it. And they and they, you know, there's going to be a big crowd of queers out for the cabaret, and mm. that's the main. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. And, yeah. And um, yeah. I, I I've got I've I'm just googling now to get hold of one of these chocolate bars. <laughs> get me one. Why are you buying? We sell for one. Get me one. <laughs> And um, so, so uh, the um, International Women's Day tag is it's it's quite popular now, isn't it? Because I, I I looked at it on Twitter, and there's all sorts of things being um, promoted, poetry nights. So, can we um, get some Hershey's chocolate before Wednesday for your thing, at well, LGBT Foundation? Probably not for Wednesday. Because if you could be on the panel with your Hershey's chocolate, I think that would be sending a, a good message. Okay, I can get it in time. I'm going to try and get some. I'll, I'll try and order some. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this week, this week, next week, sorry, I'll be in Manchester doing that. And then we're going to have Lily Rose. On... So we're doing that on Tuesday, yeah. but I'm not sure when that will be out because we're going to have to do the edit. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, she probably just, we'll probably need a probably, big edit. I mean, we could put it out. If we don't do a live on Thursday, we could put it out Thursday. Are we doing a live on Thursday? Um, well, I'll, I'll be in Manchester probably. Oh so. yeah, so we might not be able to do that. All right. So if you're if we're if you're unable to do the live Thursday, we'll put out the uh, the podcast with Lily. Yeah. And then hopefully next Sunday we'll be back to our normal schedule. So yeah, there's so, yeah some pretty heavy topics there. So yeah. I, I yeah. hope you know it wasn't too you know because we have we have to talk about stuff that's in the news and it's like I mean, whether it's, it's heavy or it's not we, pretty, need, we still need to talk about it in yeah, yeah it's some some of it's pretty grim at the moment i'm I'm hoping yes. that there'll be more light you know with some things might start going our way you know we might get some politicians in coming up well but... we're in an election cycle aren't we mm. so it's going to yeah. be it's going to be pretty bad for the next it's, it's looking pretty grim in America, you know, with yeah, see, it's seeing this. So keep your eye on that. So for now, I'd say um, don't forget to subscribe. I'm going to do the song. We're yeah, trying to do it. it. One, two, three. Don't, don't forget, forget to subscribe. subscribe. Oh, nearly. Getting better. Nearly. We're getting, getting better. better. Nearly harmonious, sir. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Don't forget to uh, join us. Don't follow. forget to if, join if we us, can subscribe, get, like. If we can do a live Tell one your friends, soon. buy Hershey's chocolate and go to the protest in Glasgow next weekend. Yes, eat chocolate and protest. That's the message. At the same time, yeah. Eat chocolate, protest, get fat and be jolly.
that's what I've done. Get fat. I've already done that. I'm so oh. fat. I'm so fat. I look so look fat. At us. Look at us. We both Speak. need to lose weight. Look at us. Speak for yourself. Right. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye.